It's coming. Dig em. And it tastes so sweet. You'll hop when you eat. Yep. Hey, hold on to your tummy. We got something good. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Serial Killer. Uh, I'm your host, Maria Spertolozzi, and with me, as always, is uh, my co-host, Anastasia Washington. Hey! <laughs> it's uh, the middle of May. Also, what the hell? It's the middle of May. Like, what's My happening brain with life? It's <laughs> broken, and I don't know how to compute that. Oh. <laughs> uh, neither do I. What is There's happening so many life? things that I was going to, like, do. Yeah. I mean, like, so my friend's birthday is this week, and we had, like, this grand plan to have her, like, first ever, like, Disney adult birthday you know, and, like, get drunk, and, I, and so, like, <laughs> she called me the other day, and, I, and she was like, yeah, so now I'm in quarantine, I have to get my car fixed and my tooth fixed on my birthday, and I can't see anybody. I was like, that's, like, the complete opposite of going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> You've just spent a bunch of money fixing your car, you have to get dental work, which is, like, the most uncomfortable type of surgery. <laughs> The complete opposite She's of like a Disney day for your birthday. Yeah, of getting drunk and hanging out at Disney for your birthday. Right? So isn't this, that's the complete metaphor for 2020, oh, though, right? Truly, <laughs> truly it is. It's, uh, it's fun, because next weekend is Memorial Day, and I, my boyfriend and I are going to go on a road trip where we'll just drive a long time and then stop for a minute and then drive back probably because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> Go see the poppy fields. Yeah. Uh, stop and see those little lights in the water. Who knows? Oh yeah, we did that actually uh, last weekend. See? We went down to Hermosa Beach and uh, snuck onto the beach and like far away from people and all that. But yeah, saw that crazy dino flagellates or whatever. Is that what they're called? Dino flagellates? It sounds like a dino fart. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you've just said dino flagellation. <laughs> That's what my boyfriend said, too. <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> Was he born in November, too? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's anyway. Welcome back to our podcast, Serial Killer, where we pair true crime and breakfast cereal. Not dino farts. No. Uh, counter to the, yeah, red tide, I think is what it's called. Because during the day, it looks like red or rusty colored. And then at night is when it, like, lights up. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. I think there was some Instagram that had a, like, science video explaining what it was. I just want to think it's, like, fairy lights and just... Go on with my life. <laughs> I don't want to know what it is. Fair. Fair enough. All <laughs> right. Well, need knowledge. <laughs> this week, uh, I am going to be talking about the murder of Scott Amador. Oh, yes. Uh, which, otherwise known as the Jenny Jones murder. 
Oh my gosh, this um, is yeah, and it's because this this all sort of this all happened because of a television episode of Jenny Jones, which we'll get into what that is yeah. and all that later. Um, but the cereal that I have is is a uh, Captain Crunch. Oops, all berries. <laughs> I want to hear you justify this. And Continue. <laughs> So Captain Crunch, oops, all berries, uh, is because this this murder was Jenny Jones going, oops, all murder. Uh, <laughs> instead of being a fun confession show, oops, murder. So there was a good intention, right. and then something happened, and now oops, oops all berries. <laughs> murder. Ooh, um, I murdered it. Yeah. So let's see, does this taste like berries, Juan? No, it just tastes like Captain Crunch. Okay, but do regular berry Captain Crunch taste like berries? Like, I don't think so. So, this just tastes like the Captain Crunch, which is the vanilla. We, we, didn't we, we, yeah, it was vanilla. I'm gonna, I'm looking this up on the back. Yeah, it, there's nothing, there's no other flavoring. Yeah, it's brown sugar and uh, vanilla, I think was it. And we looked it up. Yeah, it's we like brown it sugar, up. vanilla, and corn are like the main ingredients in the original recipe. And now it's got other stuff in it. And this one has a bunch of dye because it's berry colored. But is it good? I mean, it's fine. It tastes like Captain Crunch. Like, I'm not mad about it. I'm a little sad it doesn't taste like berries. <laughs> can't say that you had a fruit salad for breakfast though no yeah there's no way that you could be like mom there's fruit in it it's healthy there's, that's not you could try <laughs> Try, but then she'll read the ingredients and be like that's not there and then take it away from you oh. but there's a, a fun word search on the back and then once you find all of the words which are their names of all these little characters Oh. Then you get to know their names. But I think some of them are kind of obvious. Like, uh. like let's see, Beast, Sea Dog. Oh, Sea Dog. Dave is. Dave could be anyone. <laughs> Dave isn't even on the box. They just threw Dave in. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, here's Dave. Ha <laughs> ha, he's not a person. Um... I like Brunhilda. Of course there's a Brunhilda. Of yeah. course. I'm going to guess that's Brunhilda. The one with the warts? Yeah. No, they're hearts. She's in love. Oh, it's a heart. I don't know who she's in love with, because it looks like everyone else except the pirate are small children. Well, she's probably in love with the captain. Well, no, maybe. Anyway. Funny. Oops, all berries. Jenny Jones. Oops. A murder. Oops, there was a murder. Oops, um, this is an interesting case because eat this with milk. Keep talking. <laughs> oh yeah, it's an interesting case because uh, I think I hadn't heard of it, but I watched the episode with my mom, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I remember when this happened," and it was like a big thing. Um, but for some reason, I guess I didn't pay attention to it at all when it happened. Interesting. Yeah, I 
feel like I have heard about this either through other true crime podcasts or like from the internet, but I've never, like, I don't remember it happening. And like, to be fair, I was three in 1995. Yeah. I mean, I was significantly older than that three (laughs) but um but I think for some reason I didn't pay attention to it it was kind of like how I'm later to the game with um what's it called uh BTK um I don't know why it just wasn't as much on my radar um but now it is (laughs) <laughs> and um, this new series called Murder by Tri- or Trial by Murder mm-hmm. um, really was an interesting watch. And so, how are why is the face? Is it a knife down? I don't like this. I don't like this with milk. So it's a knife up without milk. Knife up without milk. Knife down with milk because the like consistency is too it gets too mushy too fast and there's something about I think probably the food coloring that adds like another chemical-y taste that the other Captain Crunch doesn't have even though the other Captain Crunch like fully turned my milk yellow I do not care and I like it better all right so that's a that's a knife up dry knife down wet yeah knife on the table overall like Overall. And since I have both of them separately, in theory, I could do an episode where it's regular Captain Crunch <laughs> or Captain Crunch and Berries or whatever the fuck. But I also feel like you were you- promised something and it didn't live up to that promise. No, I'm very confused as to if I, as a child, am just like, rem- if it's one of those like sense memory things. <laughs> Where I just, like, imagined that they tasted like berries. And so my whole adult life was like, yeah, that's what they taste like. Because I have not eaten Captain Crunch with berries since I was a child. <laughs> I know, like, when I tried apple, um, I used to really love um, cinnamon. Uh, what is the apple one? Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks or Apple Jacks or whatever. Yeah. I seem to remember Apple Jacks being, like, sweeter and whatever. And I think they try to add, like, whole grains, like, now. and and But it's, like, chemical whole grains, you know? So it's, like, it tastes, like, kind of cardboardish, And mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. remember it being that way as a kid. Yeah. So I'm, like, either yeah. my taste buds have changed or they've changed it. The formula. Something, yeah, something is different. Up, something's different. So maybe that's so, the thing. Something's different. I'm not the biggest fan, but, like, it's not the worst thing. And it's also just, like, my preference of cereal texture, which is a stupid thing to have a No, it isn't. It's, like, I don't like mushy cereal unless I'm eating oatmeal or grits or... Yeah, like... Like mushy hot cereals. Be mushy. (laughs) Yeah. I want an expectation of mush before I go in there. Like, I I need to... I certainly agree. Yeah. Okay, so... The murder of poor Scott here. Yeah, poor Scott. All right. So to give context, Jenny Jones was an American television show that ran from 1991 until 2003. Truly, I love that this television show made it through this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I... Well, we can talk about that later. (laughs) But it uh, it was kind of like... 
she, I think she originally wanted to be like white Oprah. Yeah. Um, and first I found out about this case primarily through, um, trial by media, the new Netflix show. This is the first episode. Um, and it covers how like the media handled this whole case and how it like brought out the sides and portrayed everything. And like, to be fair, Jenny Jones didn't do herself a lot of uh, favors because she started sort of trying to be like a real talk show. And then it sort of devolved into like Jerry Springer-esque right. antics where it became a like place to go on. And, you know, uh, for example, this episode was, um, what was it? Like love confessions, or not love necessarily, but it was, it was like, uh, secret uh, crush, secret yeah, crush secret admirers, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was secret admirers, and so they invited on a bunch of people, or people like wrote in and were like, "Oh, I have a secret uh, crush, crush on somebody." Um, and so they were like, okay, great. We'll bring on all these people and then reveal their secret admirer. Um, and this happened to be so Scott taped this episode in March 1995 where he admitted to having this crush on another man, Jonathan, who lived near him in Michigan. Um, and I actually, I don't know where Jenny Jones tapes, but I'm, I, but I know that they had to like fly them out. Yeah. I'm guessing it's like East coast or something. So they had to like fly them out to the, to the location to tape this show. Um, give them a room, hotel room and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jonathan had no idea what was going to be revealed. He just knew that, like, there was a secret that involved him. <laughs> well, yeah, go, go. <laughs> well, what the producers called him, they they said, um, somebody has a crush on you and it could be a male or female. Are you OK to come on the show? Basically. Yeah. They yeah. better like, like that. I think they asked him if he, like, thought if he, was, if he thought there was anyone it might be. And he was like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. But they presented it as, like, it could be a man or a woman. But he... So he knew it was potentially a possibility, but I don't think he really believed that it would be. Right. Um, Which, to me, like, if somebody presented that, I would just... Especially, like, a show as, like, shock drama as that. Yeah. And it had already been on the air for, like, three or four years. And he was a fan of the show, too. Like, he was a fan of it. Yeah, he knew about it before they... or Yeah, when they called, they didn't have to go through a spiel. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so he was curious, and he was like, yeah, sure. And I'm sure they paid to fly him out. So, like, fuck it, I'd do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... Scott was encouraged by Jenny Jones to, like, share his fantasies and, like, sort of intimate details about his feelings for this other man before that they revealed Jonathan, who had no idea that, like, this man had these intimate fantasies about him. Right. Um, And it, like, freaked him way the fuck out. Um, So the episode... And there were, like, other people and stuff on the episode nothing really else happened um and he didn't have like a huge reaction he had like more of an internalized reaction yeah he seemed like like they on the tv show they show some of the footage because obviously they have the footage of the episode um and he didn't seem like 
he wasn't like running for the hills, but he definitely seemed a little tense. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes when you watch these shows, they have big reactions, like they go after each other or, yeah. or stuff like that. It wasn't like that. It was more like he was. And sometimes I feel like those those are the most serious reactions. It's like the quiet. It's like that that philosophy where the quiet ones are the ones you have to watch because he was just kind of like, you know, smiling, um, and just like quiet and just like uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, so after the taping, once they were home, a few days pass, and um, according to the murder trial, Scott left a suggestive note at Jonathan's house, and after finding the note, Jonathan went out, um, bought a shotgun, and went to Scott's house and killed him. Um... Yeah, after killing him, he left the residence and then called 911. So it was, like, very open and shut. But because it had all sort of started from this Jenny Jones episode, the media, like, fucking, it exploded. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, And they started covering it from, like, all angles and going and trying to, like, interview people. Um... And then the family, Scott's family sued the show and successfully won until, I believe, a, yeah, a court overturned it. The Michigan Supreme Court of Appeals was like, yeah, this judgment's not actually uh, in effect. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely understand why they would be like, what the fuck? Why did you, like, let this happen as a, the family trying to, like, place blame on something? Yeah, I mean, I understand, like, being distraught and um, and just thinking that this kind of stuff uh, was overly dramatized and, 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 and kind of playing with emotions. But, again, I also think, like, when you're a fan of something and you know, you, <laughs> you know what you're kind of getting into a little bit... Um, and I also think like there's a tons of people that go on these shows that don't do that. So I get it. Like when you're distraught and stuff like that, and when something this horrible happens, like you want to place the blame on anybody. And um, they probably were partially to blame, but like I don't think it was completely partial. Like like completely to blame. Obviously, yeah. like you know that kind of that kind of salacious like online or like on air. I don't know. I don't want to call it bullying, but kind of, um, it's, uh, it's not scare tactics, but it's this like shock, shock, factor. shock yeah. factor. Yeah. It's yeah. shock factor. <laughs> it's, I, I think it's the shock factor. Um, the, sh- like, uh, was it the Schrodenfreude of like watching people go through this kind of stuff? Yes. It's a lot. And even when you think that you're a fan of something and you think that you can take it when you go on the show and something happens like that, like, I don't know, like, Maybe he did have feelings like this. Maybe he didn't have feelings like that. But I know when they were interviewing his father on the stand, you could understand why um, he would have even more shame about, like, going on a show and having a man um, be interested in him. Yeah, because, like, his father was very homophobic and very much, like, violent about, or not violent, but aggressive Aggressive, about, aggressive about, the fact that 
like he can't be gay and he can't be implied to be gay and like nobody should be hitting on him kind of thing. Um, so I don't think that helps. I, I actually think that was probably the uh, is probably worse than being on the Jenny Jones show because like it didn't even freaking air. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no one, no one saw it. No one saw it. the trial blew up. Yeah, so like I feel like if anything, I feel like it was the father's reaction to all this that was probably the most pivotal. But can't really sue the. <laughs> yeah. No. And it, it's interesting because it's also something that, like, today, one, I can definitely see there being a whole television show that's just, like, honestly, the television show Catfish is basically, yeah. I have a crush on you, you don't know who I am. Um, yeah. And hundreds of people have been on that over the years. And it, I think the stigma around, like, being gay has gone way, way, way down since. Yeah even the 90s but I I still feel like if there was somebody like with I don't know I, I just like I can't see this happening today I don't think it would happen today as well obviously as often like this is this is a rarity even back then yeah but I think I think even more protocols because of situations like this have been put in place like I've been almost signed on to a couple of reality shows now and the process to be on those shows is so much more intense than I think it was back then it was just like a person calling you and going are you cool with this and then they're like yeah like now yeah. like before you're on these shows you have to see a psychologist and then like they have to approve it and then if you're on a show for a long time they're making you see a psychologist throughout the whole thing like like the circle and the um what love is blind they had to see therapists every day like oh i'm sure especially yeah. because those are shows where like isolation is such a huge element and they had to make sure people weren't like getting super depressed because they couldn't interact with people and also there's an element of like not knowing these people that you're like don't you like are interacting like, with yeah yeah and you're putting all like, these emotion in so uh i think because of situations like this which are again rare even back then yeah there's so many fault like um safety implements now mainly for liability like we won't lie like i'm i'm pretty sure that like oh I'm yeah sure, so, i'm sure the shows care about us people but it's more like we don't want to be sued yeah well. it's it's the way that at <clears throat> after every episode of catfish mtv provides therapy like they provide the option for all of the contestants, but they don't by any means require the contest like contestants require the people to see those therapists for any amount of time. Um right. like prior to or after being on the show. They just offer it as a like, hey, if you are feeling any sort of feeling, you can do this and we are now legally covered because we offered this to you. Right. So I mean I think um but yeah it's it's certainly it's also interesting how the media really like sort of took off with it I don't know it it feels like because it was right after or no right around when was OJ because that was the OJ's like 94 
four. Yeah, so it was right after that when people were like, oh, we can, like, film in courtrooms and, like, people will watch this as television. And so this was on one of those, like, daytime... Or TV shows. shows that they just, like, streamed basically the whole trial in the middle of the afternoon. Which, to me, like, I mean, I feel on the fence about because, like, uh, on the one hand, I am the kind of person that wants to watch this kind of stuff. (laughs) Like, so, like... I suck in some ways. <laughs> um, we all have problematic behavior. Yeah, we all have. Like, I'm a true crime junkie, obviously. We do a true crime, true crime podcast. Yeah. I watch this kind of stuff. I have a curiosity about these kinds of minds and, and why people do this kind of stuff. Um, but I think, I hope that I come across more sympathetic to victims than some of the the comments even on the show about these guys and like even if you if you start watching more of um if you watch more of the episodes there's an episode about um a rape that happened in i feel like new hampshire say new hampshire um that eventually became a jodie foster movie but um when you hear what like the people were saying and they and the um, and the media was allowing being said about this woman. You're just like this. This is the kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that scares me. Like, yeah, this, like the the this, the comments like on like even like you know him being gay or him being scared of being gay or any of this kind of stuff. It's just like that kind of stuff is the scary part. Not the curiosity about why somebody would would commit a crime we're all curious we've all been curious since the dawn of time why people do things that they do but i think it's just like the the machine of fueling bad behavior bad um (laughs) statements about people and and this whole thing like you know i think being gay now is less of a stigma but probably in the same town that he's that, that this happened might not be much different. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was some part, I don't know anything about Michigan, but it was in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, as far as I know, is not one of the, like, most socially liberal places. Right. And, you know, they're um, kind of Bible belters, and um, well, I don't think they're Technically, part of the Bible. No, that's not the Bible Belt, but that, but, it's, like, yeah, it's a more socially conservative, like, yeah, going and values. So, I think it is a lot more difficult for like certain people from certain places to digest certain things. Um, I hope that it doesn't always remain that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do think that, um, that that is still a thing, unfortunately. Um. Yeah, yeah. But so Jonathan ultimately was sentenced to 25 to 50 years in prison. Um, but once his conviction was overturned, oh no. And then upon retrial, he was found guilty of the same charges again. And his sentence was reinstated, but he was released in 2017. Yeah, I think he served like something like twenty-two years. Not yeah, that was, that's like a good 
because it was 96 to 2017. So like 19, is that 19 years? Yeah. Um, sure. Let's math it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there was a lot of scapegoats in this one. I think it was just like good old fashioned. Um, I'm embarrassed to, to, to be associated with something um, that my family has such uh, revolting feelings about. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm giving the Ginny Jones sh- sh- show any like, like they definitely, that was all about, those shows were all about that like shock factor, that whole like. Oh, that, that, yeah, it's, and like to this day, Dr. Phil and other shows continue to be uh, just all about that, like, shitty shock factor. And a lot of them, (coughs) I think what's interesting is a lot of them were, the episodes were framed as, like, let me help this person. And so it was, like, friends or parents or something bringing a loved one on who was like, what? My behavior is fine. Like, fuck you. And then that's when a lot of the like yelling and fighting would happen. Yeah. Cause it was like what really should have been done with like a therapist, like alone mm-hmm. <laughs> was now happening in front of an audience for like all of these people with like some doctor who I don't even know how he's a doctor. Exactly. Like, I don't, I think like at first when I was watching it, I was like, oh, we don't really, do we have, like, Jerry Springer? We Do we have any of those anymore? And we don't really have those. But, yeah, we do have Dr. Phil's, and we have I, Black I, Girls Club, and we have... Not my biggest, this, so I used to do, work at a podcast network, and I um, worked with Dr. Drew's wife, and I found out that Dr. Drew, which, like, you can Google this, but I just didn't, had never cared about Dr. Drew. I knew he did all the, like, celebrity rehab shows and whatever. Yeah. He is, like, a medical doctor. He is not a, like, psychiatrist or a psychologist or, like, a a therapist. He has, like, a general practitioner's degree Mm -hmm. and is then now just... But that somehow qualifies him to, like, spew all of this. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure he's done more and gotten different training and stuff. As But, like, when he first came on the scene, that's really what he was and then he would yeah he got that the radio show and it was mostly to answer like the medical questions about stuff and then he just be just, like spun it based on his charismatic personality i mean i i feel a lot more comfortable knowing that he has some <laughs> some uh, for sure kind of, like Cool. I'm of like any of them he's at least got like the clearest head I feel like but yeah it, it's those are the qualifications you need to have to be a TV doctor is what I'm trying to say yeah <laughs> no and maybe one not even those. yeah exactly I'm like that's like the highest maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think now we have, and I like don't want to blame Oprah, but Oprah did bring on a lot of these like kind of quack doctors to talk about diets and and exercise trends and like all this yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, you know, it's 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 entertainment for some people, and I just don't. It's not really my entertainment uh, factor. And like even when they had those kind of shows like Jerry Springer and on stuff, I was just like, not really into it. I get mine through reality television. 
Uh, so Dr. <laughs> Phil, yes, 100%. Doctor, I, I had to look this up. He has a doctorate in clinical psychology, but no longer practices. So he is at least semi-qualified. Oh, there's a whole section of controversies and lawsuits on his Wikipedia page. I'm going to close that now. Yeah, because um, we could go down the Dr. Phil <laughs> rabbit hole real quick. Like, that, like, those are the people that we have now. And I think... I think reality TV, honestly, is where we're going to see more of the, like, unhinged behavior like this go off. Like, there, yeah. are, there are definitely some, uh, some reality stars who probably need more help than they are currently getting. Yeah, and I think uh, with, like, true crime and stuff like that, circumstances, that's probably where where we'll probably see more of that kind of stuff. My guess, just because the, yeah. the way that we consume reality TV is also changing. And so I think people are interested in seeing more of those like weird Netflix reality shows. Yeah. Where Which was, they have problems too. Like I, when oh. I watched Love is Blind, I was nervous about the the guy that came out as bisexual like his actions I was very like ooh, like if anybody was gonna go and do something crazy like I felt like he was the one that was gonna do it and not not just because his his reaction to himself and his sexuality was so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's interesting and I uh, I don't, I don't, like, eventually we'll talk about the I love money guy who <laughs> murdered his girlfriend. Um, cause that's like, those shows, I think, were just such a peak of reality television where it was like, here are all of these contestants who are only famous cause they've been competing on all of these other shows. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, I feel like we're going to get to that point with this, like, new breed of reality television where all of these people are now going to be so famous from their social media outside of being on these reality shows mm -hmm. that, like, I don't know. I don't know. Someone's going to accidentally throw someone off a boat one day. Like, it's just going to be, like, live streamed on Twitter for some reason. I and, know. Like, that's what's that's gonna be the next and that's the thing with social murder. media like we've actually had murders be like streamed and stuff like that and like or maybe not the actual murder but we've had like the after effects or something like that one guy that like posted a picture of his wife dead in the kitchen or something and then he was like uh, i guess i'm gonna be going away for a long time like oh my god like that is that is what social media is like to true crime now like it is just another platform yeah and it's it's another place where there are a lot of people who feel a lot of shame go and it's a place where like for better or for worse you can find the people who will just regurgitate all the stuff that you believe yeah <laughs> and so i think yeah it's gonna create this like i don't know it's just a new, it's a new age breed. of true crime. <laughs> new breed of true crime. Uh, and we'll be here to report it. <laughs> <laughs> and eat cereal. And eat, mostly eat cereal. 
So I'm going to say, like, knife down for uh, murdering, obviously. Knife down for embarrassing people. (laughs) Yeah, knife down for shock value television. (laughs) Yeah, knife down um, for family shaming people into Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Knife up, knife on the table for the cereal. I can't. Yeah, I would say knife table for oops all berries uh i'm very disappointed it's not berry flavored knife on the table because berries implied berry flavored flavor, not just color but what what can you do Listen, it's, a, it's a new age we've, we've just to do it's a new world I guess i um, drink it with lacroix instead of milk <laughs> oh, so gross God, don't do that. I Although, do that. it because I want to see like the little sparkly bubbles and <laughs> just, just little Instagram sparkles. All yeah. <laughs> um, get real high and do that. Um, <laughs> um, and then I'll get real high and watch it for hours. <laughs> over and over and over. And over again. And you're right. like, oh, um, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, knife down for uh, overly dramatized court television. Yes, knife down for that. Uh, knife up for this new series on Netflix, uh, yeah. Trial by yeah. Media. I said it wrong in the beginning. Trial by Media. Um, really good episodes. Some of them are not murders. Some no, of them yeah, are, they're like, all different cases. Yeah. It's just the way that the media sort of like blew up these yeah. different cases and it's executive produced by george clooney so knife up for george clooney um executive producing things (laughs) yeah um and knife up for you guys listening in thank you (laughs) knife up for staying at home and not getting coronavirus yeah don't go to diners okay what Uh, there's a diner in valencia that's open right now so i just like knife knife down for opening up things illegally, please. <laughs> Stay home. <laughs> um, knife up for staying safe and listening to podcasts. Yay. <laughs> and yeah, that's uh, that's our show. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Maria Longname. And we do another podcast called One More Drink. Uh, you can find it at One More Drink Pod on Instagram, at One More Drink Podcast on Twitter. I might have flipped those, but you will find it. And wherever you are listening to this podcast, whether it be Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, you can find that podcast. Yes. And um, be sure sure. to rate and subscribe to our podcast and all of your favorite apps. And uh, you can find me at Anastasia W on Twitter, at Anastasia Wash on Instagram, and Anastasia TV on YouTube. Hooray! Hooray! Okay, bye!